0: Welcome to another episode of Across the Field, Double
1: B and PB. Peyton,
0: what's going on down there in bus?
1: Hey, what's the best thing about going 5-0? and 0? Chance, Chance to go 6-0, and, and, six
0: and, 0. and 0, baby, yeah.
1: It's hard to believe that the Buckeyes, after this weekend, they're at the halfway point of their season. Yeah. Ain't that nuts? Yep. And I was looking kind of- at the schedule, only three more home games. That's even more crazy to me.
0: Well, yeah, but you've been blessed with five in a row here.
1: I I have much-needed away game this week.
0: Go to much Sparty this week and go into a bye the week after, right?
1: Absolutely. Fall break during the bye week. I like how they set that up in the schedule that they give the students the uh, bye week, the fall break.
0: So you have class this week and then you're done?
1: Class this week, Monday, Tuesday, next week, then we're done.
0: Yep. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. Getting some golf time in this weekend, hopefully. That's the plan. That's the agenda for right now, right before noon college football games kick off. We'll be hitting the links.
0: Oh, yeah? Who's we?
1: Uh, me and Blake so far. So, okay. I'm, sure Dayton, I'm sure Dayton will be thrown in there as well. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and start right there since we're talking about Columbus. Uh, Buckeyes, what did you think this weekend?
1: Man, it was ugly, wasn't it? It, felt, it, was ugly. it felt ugly. Um, you know, Rutgers, it was kind of the game that Rutgers wanted to play. They wanted to play ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got their way. Um, and, you know, you look at CJ's numbers, 13-22, to 22, not very good. You know, with the pick in there, he only threw for 154. But they, they weren't really giving him, you know, Rutgers did a very good job of taking away the big play. The big play wasn't there all night. Um, I know me and you, we've talked about it. You know, the trying to throw the ball inside the one-yard line. Um, it's not needed when you have Myron Williams in the backfield. Myron Williams stepped up in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe on Henderson was a game-time decision, and uh, – they just didn't like what uh didn't like what they seen out of him uh, coach day said in the uh, his presser so Maya Williams had a day what 21 carries for 189 yards and five Tds so you know a very impressive day for him um, but the storyline is is last year I think you went ugly but I don't think he scored 49 points in a game like that where they take away the deep ball and um Last year, we don't win as impressive. The run game wouldn't have been there, I don't think, even against Rutgers. Uh, the run game was not physical last year. It was ugly the whole year. And I think this year with Justin Fry coming in, the new offensive line coach, um, we got some dude movers back. We had tackles playing guard last year. If you remember, Paris Johnson oh, yeah. Paris Johnson was a guard. Um, and that's two totally different positions. And, if, you know, you got need to have guys moving downhill. And I think, you know, very promising if you're, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust type of guy, even though it's Rutgers, that we've shown the capability that we can do it. And, um, you know, I still there's a lot to take away from it, and especially with, you know, Georgia sneaking one out. They didn't look impressive. So I don't think, quite honest with you, we won ugly. And I don't care, you're you're 5-0. and oh. Georgia about blew that. So
0: Yeah, yeah, and and to comment on that, Georgia didn't look good the week before either.
1: No, that's two weeks in a row. And some would argue we're still out with our best offensive threat. Our, yeah. Our, could, yeah, after our quarterback, mm-hmm. I would say. And then your third, third or fourth best offensive player wasn't there, but you shouldn't need him against Rutgers, and we didn't. Um, so now what's your thoughts on that fake punt
0: okay let's go to the fake punt at the time
1: i mean that that, that that was the most exciting part of that second half
0: it was but at the time i hated it i hated the call i know it's a numbers game um a lot of teams do that and i know they brought a, a pump block heavy from the the offense's left side, the defense's right side, um, and so that lane to his right was uh, wide open. But I just feel like in a game like that, against a former Buckeye coach and Greg Schiano, um, up forty-nine to ten, you punt that football, regardless of the numbers game. Now the more I sat and thought about it, I mean, I, I, I get it out of the punter's perspective, you know, he's wanting to get in on the action. Um, but I I didn't like it. I thought it was, uh, uncalled for, um, just punt the ball away. Your defense is playing really well. So, you know, just, just punt the ball away and, and go on with your day. Um,
1: and you still feel like that?
0: A little bit. I mean, I, I get it. I get the whole numbers thing, but I, I still kind of feel that way. Um, now, one would argue that, you know, obviously what you're going to argue, you, to me, it sounded like you kind of liked it a little bit.
1: I did, and I liked that. You know, we put it on film just to show teams that we could do that. Yeah. Put as much out on film to make teams, you know – have to worry as much, especially the team up north. Just put everything on film. I think make them make their head hurt. Um, and I, I'm really excited for a test for this Ohio State team. But going back to that fake punt, um, going back listening to Ryan Day's presser, he didn't call that. Jesse, uh, our punter, just took off and ran, uh, and it was a numbers game. He saw a lane and ran. Um. And Dave even said, "You know, I got to talk to him with that in our meeting on tomorrow, which would have been Sunday." And then, so you know, Dave obviously didn't agree with it at the time. Yeah. He, and his presser. Someone asked Greg Schiano in his presser, and he goes, "We sent the dogs. Our job's to stop that." Mm-hmm. So, you know, he didn't take it to anything. It's just two guys, you know, showing that they care yeah. for their. They're, they're showing they care for their team.
0: Yeah, um, and. I didn't mind um, – You know, I didn't really think they, they were going to go at each other. I mean, you probably didn't either being in the stadium. It was just Shiano came over to get his guys, make sure nobody did anything stupid, right? Right. And Ryan Day's trying to get his guys along with everybody else on the sideline. There was some pushing and shoving. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just both teams took offense to it. And... Exactly.
1: And it was two coaches protecting their guys showing yep. their guys that they have their backs. Yep. I, yeah, there's nothing there, There's nothing wrong. And you, I knew yeah, Day and Shiana were chirping, but as, as watching it happen unfold right from my eyes, it's funny because I actually walked right down. I was in the front of block, block O at the time. You know, the stadium started emptying. I was maybe 15 rows off the field, and they were coming our direction. Yeah. So it happened right in front of me. It was, it was pretty cool, actually. But you could see, I, I watched Gianno sprint over, and I watched Day as soon as uh, the putter got knocked out of bounds. I mean, he came in a full forty-yard dash sprint. Yeah, and I knew the yeah, and it, it was just it was just, it was
0: just to keep it from not letting things escalate any worse. I not, thought
1: not letting things escalate any worse, not letting guys get thrown out or suspended for weeks to come. No mm-hmm. punter, I mean, kept it really mild. So. I I don't think there isn't, uh, you know, nothing wrong with Shiano and Day. You know, they're still good buddies, they said. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But, But again,
0: uh, again, one would argue that that whole thing could have been prevented by just punting the football.
1: Right, right, right. But people wanted to blame Day. Day didn't call it.
0: No. And and I understand that because – and I'll go back to um, a high school game last week. Um, you were watching on my sports, Wayne Trace and Tenora. Um, now that game was a it was a good game, but even backed up, Wayne Trace had the ball backed up in their own territory, um, inside the the twenty yard line. It felt like, and a numbers game, and Wayne Trace's punter took off, um, and again, that was not called. It was just it was a numbers thing. He thought he could get there, he didn't you know, whatever. So, you know, you see that all the time, whether it's high school, college, NFL, I mean, if, if they get the numbers go for sure. But, um, and even then, after that happened, you know, I talked to um, a coach, a Wayne Trace coach on the staff that said that was not called. And we, we had to address that with him. And now if you say to me that Ryan Day said that in his press, or I didn't hear that, but if he, if he has to explain the situation and just say, Hey, in that situation, no matter what the numbers are, we still want to punt that football. Then I'm okay with it. Right. It's a, it's a learning, it's a learning thing. But again, just didn't like it. I didn't like the look, um, but you can't blame the guy. Maybe he took us to cover the spread. Well, maybe he did because, (laughs) because I certainly did. And, uh, and I took the over, and so we barely hit both of those. And so, yeah, I won a couple bucks off that deal. So, because I took the spread when it was uh, 38 and a half on DraftKings.
1: Okay. okay. So, well, I,
0: I So I got it.
1: My buddy Jarrett Miller took Rutgers to cover the 39 and a half. Okay. And he was sweating that fake punt, I assume. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Uh, man, it was Saturday morning, I think. But uh I got it at 38 and a half and I jumped all over it and whoop, I covered both of them. The uh, over under, the over-under was uh 58 and a half, and you know I got the 38 and a half, so I covered both of them by half a point.
1: <laughs> but you know what? We all we're you know, Buckeye fans were so spoiled, we call that an ugly win. Yeah, we beat Rutgers, we beat Rutgers by you know 39.
0: It's still a big ten opponent.
1: It's still a big ten opponent. Jim Trestle was not beating opponents that he should have beat by 39.
0: Well, you're right, because we would have got up by 20, 28 in the first half and then just sat on it. So. And we would have punted eight times in the second half.
1: Exactly. So um, we call it ugly win, but a 39-point win, we'll take it. Um, so you know, great another great weekend down here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Fun mm-hmm. fun weekend. Fun weekend, I would say. How was the man cave? We full in fact.
0: Uh it was. It was uh, to be honest with you. Um got a late start. What was I doing Saturday morning? Slept in kind of late. Um <laughs> stayed up kinda late Friday night and uh so that that trickled into saturday got a got a late start um got back to watch about 12:30 of the house had to had to go uh run some errands and things like that in the morning but uh yeah i got back here and and the cave was okay it, it was just a small crowd just being records. it was the neighbors it was uh, Plainfield Drive, basically. Q and Boost were here, and Dan Terry were here, and and that was pretty much it. Gotcha. So well,
1: after the game, is well, what tailgate? with Colby Cheese again. Good seeing yeah. him. And uh, you know, we got to talk high school football because he went to the Wayne Trace game on Friday night, and he came back down Saturday for the Buckeye game. So got to talk high school football. And then after, you know, got to experience my first. Uh this road that a bunch of my buddies live on is called Chittin Avenue. Mm-hmm. So uh, first Chit Fest. I mean it was a blast. I mean, <laughs> it was a blast. I love
0: the play on words there. Chit
1: show. Chit show, yeah. <laughs> I'm not cussing, mom. Um, so <laughs> it it was a blast. Got to watch some good football because the Clemson game was on at the time and Georgia was on. So mm-hmm. had to, had to take a pause in the festivities because of the good football that was on. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, blast of a weekend. Much needed away game this weekend, I tell you what. Um, well. And I guess what? We're yeah. Three more weeks of high school football.
0: <coughs> that's That's even more crazier. Um, that's nuts, ain't it? Yeah, it feels like we just got rolling. It's so, it's so crazy how fast the season goes.
1: Uh, uh, does it get faster – You've been out way longer than I have. Yes. And it, it, feels, it feels like it goes way faster that you're not in it.
0: Every year it goes faster. You better hang on. I know. I mean, I know. it's – and especially, I can speak, you know, from, from a coach's perspective, it really flies as a coach. Like, you feel like you just got started and just got out of 2 days and you blink and you're like, wait a minute, our season's halfway gone. And, like, you know, you you got to start hitting your stride now. Like, if you haven't really, you know, accomplished the things you wanted to, you know, you, you got to start putting some pieces together. It really flies as a coach, man. These, and, and even as a fan this year and last year, you know, sitting back just watching, it it flies.
1: This three-week stretch I always said is the hardest for high school football coaches is mm-hmm. because you have the teams – you know, that are more than likely aren't going to make the playoffs. So yeah. how do you get these guys to come in week in, week out, to still continue to work each day mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, keep battling? And then you have the other teams that are on the bubble that have to, you know, you can't you can't mess up. That's why I think the weeks eight, nine, and ten are just so hard on a high school football coach. And then you have the teams that are in, but you have to make sure you stay on top and you get those buys. Now you, now you got to play to get the – uh, top four spots, so you can host two football playoff games. So yeah. now, now the stretch right now that we're in, I feel like it's the most crucial part for high school football coaches.
0: Yeah, it is. It really is. They they definitely start
1: looking, and you try to keep your guys focused on
0: the task at hand. But those guys have access to, you know, the internet and you know their phones. They're on there looking. They they're not they, dumb. They so, read Joe um,
1: Idol. They read Martin. Yeah. They, they they do all that. They. They catch up, and uh, they do. and then those teams that that that's where you see it. They're teams that look past, and you, get, you always see a uh, you know an upset right here at this part of the season. And yeah, PH is famous for upsetting teams this late in the season to find a way to get them in the playoffs. That's where Coach I does such a great job. Yeah, I mean, that that that's the first team that comes to mind. You know, they they've struck. They've lost two uh, straight. But I feel like they're gonna come on here soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have to. I mean, the brew they're scheduled, they got LC this week, so hold on, boys.
0: Yeah, they're gonna have to make yeah. some movement here.
1: Yeah. But uh so. I tell you what, I had a I, I basically have high school football red zone set up in my dorm on Friday night. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. Yeah, had the Panthers on the big TV. Whew. That was a tough one. Um had the Panthers on the big TV, had the Archers and the Raiders on my laptop and had the kept glancing over at the Rams and the pilots. And I tell you what, those, I give a lot of credit to the Tenora kids for everything they went through last week. We don't need to reiterate on that. Mm -hmm. Um, But for everything they went through last week, they came in, they battled a very good Airsville team. And it was scoreless after one. They hung around in there. It was a gritty, it was a gritty game. You know, Ayrsville had to fight everything for that. And I know it's a rivalry game. But just everything that those kids had to go through, um, you know, very impressed, very impressed with those kids from Tenora and the group.
0: Yeah. And I don't, again, we, we don't want to go into any details. That's a very, very delicate situation that they've got going on over there. Um, obviously the last time we talked, uh, none of that stuff had been released yet. Um, and, you know, coach Krause has been put on, uh, paid leave, I believe, the last I read, and and then you, I mean, the rumors start flying. I'm sure you heard about 10 different stories like I did.
1: Yeah, you just can't trust any of those right no, now. No, and, it,
0: and, and it's a game of telephone. You know, one person says this, and then somebody adds you know, uh, something, you know, another little detail to it, and it's like, you know what? I'm not saying nothing. I don't know anything. I've talked to some guys um, that I really trust, And so I think that, you know, I kind of got the full picture. But, again, we're not commenting on it. We're not going to talk about it. Um, The only thing I'm going to say is you're absolutely right. I don't know uh, what the situation was. It couldn't have been a great mood over there to begin with. And then you have to get up for a a rivalry game. Um, And the superintendent shut that stuff down because I had heard that they were talking about canceling the game in the season. You know, and, and she kind of came out and said, no, like, that's not happening. We're going to play Friday night. Um, did you read that also?
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Um, and, you know, all this is going on, all you have to think about, you know, this is about the kids. You know, this is, mm-hmm. this is about the kids that are strapping up each and every Friday night. And so what do you as a fan base in Tenora, don't worry about what's going on off the field. Uh, you got to be there to support those kids. They're still putting the work in. And, uh, yeah, I, and I'm very, very game. impressed with, um, you know, how they came out and battled Friday night. Uh, couldn't have been easy. Couldn't have been easy, you know, losing no. coach And <clears throat> going back to, you know, the thing that happened at Paulding this past summer, uh, before week one, those kids had to do with the same thing. And having a little brother, you know, seeing what those kids go through and having his buddies around the house, you know, it does take a toll on them. You know, just yeah. having. Yeah adverse situations around the locker room and you know they handled it well in week one Paulding did and again tenora handled it really well i fought here in week seven so um again credit tenora for coming out in battle but i think man they set up a huge matchup for this week after that big win you know they they get they get they get the bell uh they get to bring that home but boys i mean the next day you got to celebrate 24 hour rule because guess what you got an even bigger opponent and an even bigger game this coming Friday.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure they're locked in, um, ready to to take on the Archers um, Friday night. Uh, I tell you what, I'll, I'll go ahead. Do you? Well, I'll, I'll just start talking about the Archers. I w- I was there in person um, Friday night at Raider Field. Um, I tell you what, that's the first time I've seen them. You know live and i tell you what they're the real deal man i know you've seen them a couple times on film or on my sports but uh man they got all the pieces man and and their line is good and i guess you know when we even talked to sean last week and had him on our show you know we we talked about uh you know my biggest concern going in was you know their offensive line and i thought they did just fine honestly
1: Absolutely, and that that's the thing that has impressed me the most so far this season, along with their defensive line. You know, they yeah, lost yeah. – well, Sean Sean talked about, it, but they lost Jagger Landers and Caden Ferris, too, all-conference defensive linemen. And so having those guys, you know, leave a program, I mean, that—that—that that, that is a hole. And I was so impressed with their defense. Now, we've known, we've talked about the Wayne Trace offensive woes, um, but Wayne Trace came out with a different attack. And I thought, you know, Beanie Slade was running with an edge on Friday night. And, you know, ain't we holding Wayne Trace to only six points? That, you know, even though we talk about the offensive woes, I thought that was pretty impressive. And, man, that Archer that Archer offense, that's fun. And they, they're adding more and more wrinkles. I seen earlier in the first half, they ran an RPO with Carson, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: pull it. And then guess what? Uh, defensive end comes and presses him. He just gets to dump down. He's such a small. It's hard to contain him. I thought Wayne Trace did a, uh, the best uh, so far I've seen of this season is containing the run game. But uh, you know, Sean talked about it, uh, last week. But Reed Leasty, man, oh man, the the plays he makes on defense. You you look at the kid. You want to think you know he's a you know, hard hitter. He just doesn't. He, he just doesn't have that build. But man, oh man, he flies around that football field and. You know, he plays super super big and he plays offense, defense, and special teams. I, I he tackled Tucker Antoine one time on a kickoff. Tackling Tucker Antoine is not easy. Difficult. And he made it look easy. You know, he yeah. nice form tackle in open space. So, I am very impressed with this antler Archer team.
0: Yeah. Um another thing I'll say, another guy that I think kind of flies under the radar for the Archers, uh Cyrus Gale, I believe his name is.
1: Oh, the middle linebacker. middle linebacker. Absolutely. This
0: dude is a wrecking ball.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: he's a machine, man. I like the way he plays. He flies around, and when he hits you, you know it. Yeah. Uh, I don't, everybody I've talked to has like failed to mention his name. And I remember him, you know, when I was coaching junior high football. And I was like, where'd this kid go? Like, nobody talks about him anymore. Well, I saw him Friday night. I saw him make a couple plays Friday night. And I was very impressed. This dude moves, he's got a motor,
1: absolutely. And then you talk about Wayne Trace for the most part. <clears throat> what would Sean say? They're gonna stick, they're gonna go man to man with Landon Brewer. And, mm-hmm. um, for the most part, holding Antwerp to 28 points you know, that's pretty impressive, actually. You know, yeah, I mean, like a lot to be, Hold- to be
0: honest with you. That last one, I don't know how long you stayed on watch, but the last touchdown, I mean, credit Antwerp for punching it in, but. Um, you know, Wayne Trey set him up in pretty good field position going forward on fourth and 11 or eight. I yeah, know, yeah, fourth, yeah, I remember right? seeing that. Yep. Um, and so, you know, gave him really good field position. So, again, credit to him for punching it okay. in. But, you know, this, I, it was honestly a lot closer than I know that's cliche to say, but it was, it was a really good game. I thought. Now, Antwerp controlled it the whole time. I mean, they yeah. controlled they controlled the whole tempo of the game, uh, and Wayne Jason Hale playing, did, uh,
1: catch up from the get.
0: Yeah, yeah. J- Coach Hale did a great job of uh, establishing what he wanted to do, and and um, so yeah. I mean, all credit to the Archers, but that's the first time I saw him. And I will say this about Carson Ultimas. Um he is legit. He's legit. And people have been telling me that and I haven't like again, I haven't seen him since last year. Even the strides he made in calendar year. Um, he he is probably one of the best dual threat quarterbacks that I've seen um in a long time. Um, and Sean's right when he told us that last week, you know, you could put him in a conversation with uh, Drew Klein and guys like that, you know. Just this this dude can ball, he's good.
1: Absolutely, yeah. He fits in that. He fits in that category as the before when it's all said and done. He remember he's only a junior. Yeah. yeah. only has two seniors on this varsity squad now. Two yeah. big important seniors. Two big important seniors in Kendrick Robinson and Parker Moore. Parker Moore. He reminds me of that Wes Welker, Julian Edelman type of receiver. You know. Yeah. He's yeah. not the big name. He's he he's not the burner that's going to beat you deep. That's Landon Brewer's job. But Parker, he's going to get those possession catches and. He, he does a really good job finding the open zone, being there, getting to the sticks, just a smart football player, yeah, Parker Moore is.
0: He's that guy keeping drives alive. You, you're exactly right. I mean, he – I do can play too. They – excuse me, they just have – I mean, they've got the pieces. They're a really good team. Um, and I guess I knew that going in, but just seeing it with my own eyes in person.
1: Seeing it in person is different.
0: Yeah, oh, man it really uh really worked though. Yeah, yeah, so they're legit.
1: I mean, you know, going to you know, don't let them, you know, they got big one this week, but they're going to be fun to watch in the playoffs, but I think the place to be this Friday night's going to be mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But uh well, I Go watched ahead. that game and then you know, you do want to talk I any mean, in depth on the Wayne Trace side or you may talk a little bit about uh, the Panthers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll, we can talk about Wayne Trace. I thought uh Again, Beanie Slade had a good game running the ball. Um, his offensive line did a, a pretty nice job. I thought, you know, he averaged – I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think I crunched the numbers, and he averaged right around four yards of carry. And, and um, you know, some of those were down on the goal line where you're not getting a, a chance to get a big crack, you know. So, Absolutely. Uh, thought he did a real nice job. Um, defensively, I thought uh, – um, you know they were all they were solid all the way around, I and mean, I could name all of them, but uh, not going to. I mean, Ezra Sin was was legit. Ezra Sin
1: brings that. it. I mean, that's a name that just comes popping up about this Wayne Trace defense every week. Is Ezra Sin? Well, how how tall is he? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> not tall at all. Like five eight.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe Man, I don't know. He
1: plays a lot bigger than his size.
0: Yeah. Um, D line. I mean, you're talking guys like, uh, uh, Dyson, Scott, Landon Fultz, they got after it. Um, I thought, I'll I tell you what, I thought a guy that had a really good game was race price. Um,
1: and he, he got, he had a tall task at hand.
0: He drew the straw of, of garden brewer most of the night. And, and I thought, it, I mean, Landon's going to make plays obviously, but I thought he did a pretty, pretty good job. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody was flying around the defense. I You know, again, they gave up 28 points, but I thought the defense did a, a really good job of, of keeping them in the game. Um, you know, what's the Antwerp averaging? It? Like over 50 points a game, it seems like. Yeah,
1: something like that.
0: Right around there. So, I mean, 28's not too bad, plus, you know, kind of a quote-unquote garbage time score um, to really put it away. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the defense was just like they've been every week. They've been solid. You had guys flying around. Um, uh, I, I know I'm missing some guys, but like I said, I, I I could name the whole defense, and I'm not going to. I just thought they were they were solid as a unit. Um, and, again, the Wolves uh, still struggling on offense a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know the answer. Um, if I knew the answer. I'd be coaching, but <laughs> you know <laughs> that's probably why I'm not coaching. Nobody thinks I'm good. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, you know, I don't know what the answer is. But man, they they gotta find some. They gotta find some. And, uh,
1: gotta if, find it quick.
0: Yeah, and you hope you hope they you get on track this week. Um, as they they travel to Fairview, so um definitely some things that they can adjust and fix and maybe tune up a little bit and and hopefully that gets a little confidence rolling so um but we'll see we'll see
1: absolutely um about uh you know I had that game one I agree everything you say about you know the Raiders and the Archers um the Paulding panthers I, that that was the surprise of the night for me in the GMC um mm-hmm uh, you just, no one's seen it coming. Everyone, you know, picked the game. Uh, I listened to multiple other podcasts.
0: Well, hold on. Pump the brakes.
1: You didn't. I'll tell
0: you one guy that saw it coming, Rob Bailey of the Duder podcast. Cause he was the only one in our pick'em that took Hicksville.
1: Yeah. Well, congratulations, the, Rob.
0: The Hicksville Homer,
1: the Hicksville Homer. <laughs> well, it paid off, uh, you know, but that's, that's another reason you cannot overlook a Lucas Smith coach team. And he threw a whole bunch of wrinkles. Uh, kickoff, um, you know, you see it multiple times where the return guys, they come together and they flip the ball back to each other. Pauline's going one way. go. Uh, I think that was a pun, actually. But uh, he had many wrinkles, and the, his kids brought it. They were they played inspired from the uh, first snap of the ball game. Um, they were ready to play. It was their homecoming. They were fired up. They got the ball to start the game, and they took it down and scored right away. And so, and Paul, you know, what did I say last week? You have to limit the turnovers. Mm-hmm. And the turnover bug was there again, you know, Friday night. And uh, you're, you're not going to win if you keep coughing it up to the other team. And so, I mean, that's obviously something that they got to fix, and they got to fix fast. Um, and, you know, I, I start off – when we started talking about high school sports, you know, this is the time – where you know, teams that are more likely are going to make the playoffs. You know, you're sitting, you're more likely aren't going to make the playoffs if you're pulling right now. Uh, just being flat out, you know, honest, you know. So, so what are these games? These games are for pride, obviously. Um, yeah, but then you have a lot of underclassmen. I mean, you're playing a lot of underclassmen. This team, not very many seniors on this team, five maybe. So, well, these guys are coming back. I've said before, um, all offensive lines coming back next year, uh, and then we're only going to have one senior on that offensive line next year. Even yeah. they're that young. Uh, actually well, two.
0: Well, can can I? I'll just say this: you and I have both been on the end of you know. You kind of get to week eight, and you know your your season's done. Um, as far as playoff contention, things of that nature. Um, and I'll just say this, that you're exactly right. Number one, you play for pride of your school and the name you're wearing on the front of your Jersey. Okay. And number two, especially in Pauling's case right now, uh, you're playing for your coach and your coach is coaching for you. And I know that probably sounds cliche, but these kids love him from what I've heard. And they're going to keep playing for him because they want him to stick around and and i'm sure he wants to stick around you know what i mean so just kind of thrown into this whole deal um you know from the get go we kind of talked about that a little earlier but you know he he had no intention of being the head coach of this football team at the beginning of the season so um yeah i mean just for for that you're i mean you got to keep it rolling and find some motivation to just keep plucking away at ball games here
1: and you know talking about it, you know talking about being both part of it Um, and you do it for your seniors Mm -hmm. I mean you know there is some great seniors on this football team Dawson Lamb is a you know one of the best teammates you know these guys could ask for Uh, you know I played with Dawson just overall he brings it every day Dawson Lamb Braden Sanders Nash Taylor Larkin Yates and Vinny Cantu Um, so you play for your seniors, most importantly. they got f- three weeks left of high school football, and then they never get to put the pads back on. That's right. So, so you're going to do everything you can to make sure, you know, these three weeks are the best three weeks of their life. You're going to enjoy every moment of it. And, uh, you know, see, talking about it just gives me chills because, you know, there, we were in a situation uh, a couple years ago. Uh, even, you know, It was back-to-back years, actually. Was actually. Back-to-back-to-back, sophomore, junior, and senior. We won games late weeks eight nine and ten uh somewhere around there and it was because you know you you love who you're doing it with it, it does sound really cliche but it's true I, the football locker room there's no locker room you don't have a tightness with guys like you do in a football locker room in the high school there's no other high school sport that can provide that i truly believe you're with each other from may till uh beginning of november
0: i agree and again cliche or not it it really is a family and you know you've got 30 40 50 guys whatever you got on your roster and literally like you like you're saying you've got three weeks left you've got three weeks to play with your brothers you know and that's it i mean yeah even, you, you,
1: know. you can talk all you want about you know we're a young team and guys are coming back but uh you know, you're not going to have Dawson, Lock- Dawson Lamb walking in that locker room next year, and you're going to nope. miss that presence. You can't For replace sure.
0: that. For sure. And every year – I mean, every year I played, it, it didn't get easier. Like, it was – I mean, we got better as a unit, but losing guys – you know, my freshman year, this, those seniors, there was 13, 14 of them, I think, and they really showed you, number one, how to lead a team, and number two, that, you know, Wayne Trace football – was a family and and it's a legacy. And, you know, over the years, you know, Wayne Trace isn't known as a football school. Um, you know, obviously Al Welch is dominated that with basketball, but, uh, and Jim Blender's continued it. But anyway, you know, again, there's no other family like a football family. And, and those guys set the tone, you know, I, just speaking from when I was a freshman and, you know, you carry that on. And then again, when I was a sophomore and then, and then the, the the scripts kind of flip, you know. And now you're the yep. junior senior, and you're the guy leading the way, and, and it's so awesome. I mean, there's nothing I, there's nothing like high school football.
1: Yeah, the, and the older you get, the the harder the goodbyes are. Uh, yeah, I know, I know the my freshman year, you know, telling those seniors goodbye. I mean, I wasn't really tight with them. I was a freshman, but then mm-hmm. the older you get, those those get a little bit tougher. So, um, and you know, you, you sit back and tell stories but you know once once that final game once it hits zero it's over so yeah. how, how these boys respond in these next three weeks are going to be crucial because that was a game they were expected to win and um you know you didn't so how do you respond you know you have to respond in a positive way you have to come to practice and bring it every week every week now because you still have two counting rivals on your schedule yep and uh you know you have a tenor team that has faced some adversity but they're still continuing to play um so man it it doesn't get easier if you're Paulding uh after this past week but uh you know you still have room to grow and you're you still got 3 weeks left so how these 3 weeks and it's going to be a huge tone setter for the off season as well um i'm sure the coaches want to get in the weight room as soon as they can i know mm-hmm. they have they try to take a month break but you know you know how, how does that set the tone these last 3 weeks is going to be crucial for their off season springboarding into, into their off season yep so yep. that, that that that's my takeaway from polling. You know, just talking about you know turnovers, and, um, so.
0: But on the Hicksville side, I mean, you know, just sitting back as a football fan, as a high school fan, that's good for those kids to get one under their belt as well. I mean, zero and ten is awful. Zero oh and an ten, awful, might be yeah, it's an awful feeling, and I mean, I know it's only one, and it may not mean that bit, you know, that much, but. I mean, at least you can say you got one, you know. One a lot
1: better than going over. I, for sure. And that, that's going to springboard them, and they still have Fairview on their schedule. They could go win another. I, You know, the thing that uh, I'm the most happy about, I mean, happy for them about is Coach Lucas Smith. I mean, he's done it well for so long.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's got one of those cycles, and you could see the joy on the sidelines he had, you know, Pumping the fist. You know, the guys were engaged. It was week seven. Those boys haven't won since they beat Polding last year. Yeah. Um, and if I mean, there's
0: anything I know about Lucas Smith, he's not pumping the fist for himself. No. He's, he's pumping it for the, those kids and his staff.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. You know, he, he's done it at the biggest level. He he's coached in a Final Four. Uh, but you would have thought that game was a Final Four, how the overwhelmed of emotions he had. You know, it was – you know, they got a turnover late. And, you know, just really happy, happy awesome. for his guys. So, um, you know, as as a Paulding alum, you hate to see it. But, uh, you know, boys, you got, you got to get back to work. And you got a tall task at hand this week. You got the Tenora Rams.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay, man, any,
1: any other uh, high school games you want to touch on here quick? Uh, I, I think, you know, all the games we all – all picked went according to plan, to scheduled. Um, mm-hmm. So,
0: the Bluffton yeah. and man, they're on a roll.
1: They're they're rolling now. They are rolling I gotta, now. I gotta they're see. So- I
0: gotta see this team in person as well because they. I mean, look, they were one of those teams flying under the radar, right? Well, I mean, let's just be honest. Absolutely. No, yeah. no one had them. You know, sitting where they are right now at at five and two, and. You know, with the with the conference sitting right in front of them, pretty much. I mean, some things got to happen. They got to keep winning. But, I mean, you love to be in that situation, kind of that, you know, two through four spot controlling your own destiny.
1: Absolutely. And Lucas – I mean, not Lucas, but uh, the Bluffton Pirates, they got a massive game this week for what some would say the conference championship.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, man, that's a team I definitely want to see.
1: Um, I tell you what, that, that that's that's another good game where do you want to flip a coin and see who goes to where because um, the Bluffton Pirates are hosting the Allen East Mustangs for what could be a Northwest Conference Championship, and then you have the Antwerp Parchers traveling to Ayersville for what could be a Green Meadows Conference Championship.
0: Yeah. I mean, in week eight, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, Bluffton Pirates. And then another game I was uh, – looking at was Macomb and Arlington. Uh, Do you see that score?
1: No, I have not.
0: It was 27-20. Uh, 27-20. No, uh, Macomb wins, and uh, I believe they're sitting number one or two in uh, that region now. So, ahead of uh, Antwerp and Ayersville. So, um, you know, Macomb traditionally really good team and here they are sitting 6 and 1 and um got themselves in prime position here so
1: again we talked but, about this team last week the defiance bulldogs they won again
0: yep they won again and uh what's their so what are they at 4 and 3
1: no they only had two losses 5 and 2
0: 5, Five and 2, two. Five and what two. what a
1: job that Travis Cooper has done there <coughs> what a job
0: yeah. yeah he's he's phenomenal that's a great hire um, but yeah, the the Bulldogs at Defiance—they keep rolling. Any other games you really kind of caught your eye, or...
1: no? No, that that was basically it. That was basically it. So,
0: uh, saw the Van Wert Cougars one again. Uh,
1: yeah, that, nothing nothing really surprising there after that. I would say. But big week this week. I'm juiced for this week.
0: Yeah, this is this is a huge week, and we'll touch more on that later on this week uh, when we make our picks, and we'll be joined by the man himself because Peyton, no matter who wins this Monday night game tonight, Rob Bailey's our champion.
1: Good for him. So we got some Duder blood joining the pod.
0: Duder, and he, he released an episode um, Sunday. Okay. And uh, gave us a pretty good shout-out on there.
1: Oh, sweet. I'll have to t- take it a listen. I-, I normally listen to his stuff. I just haven't got the time yet to do so. So,
0: Yep, gave us a pretty good shout-out. So we'll shout-out to Duder again, man. He-, he was our inspiration from the get-go. We wanted to put our own twists on it, and I feel like we have. Um, again, I mean, that's a great podcast. They do a lot more BS than we do, and uh, they're a lot funnier than we are. Oh, yeah, to- absolutely. <laughs> I mean we can't compete with her comedy, but uh yeah, I mean that's a good that's a good podcast. Um so yeah, Rob's gonna join us. I, I, mean, I haven't even reached out to him yet, but I assume he's gonna join us sometime on Wednesday. We're gonna try to have to we're gonna hook something up to get him on. So good deal. <clears throat> yeah. Good for him and uh moving on to the NFL. Let's do that.
1: Uh, it sounds like a plan. I I tell you what, what three and one this week in fantasy. We're back on it boys.
0: Okay, so in the fantasy that I really, really care about um, I needed I had Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey going last night and I'm playing Coach Ryan Jerome and he had Clyde Edwards-Alaire and had Pat Mahomes just ran the ball in right there before halftime and not done that little flip after he made 17 guys miss it seemed like (laughs) And he not flipped it into Clyde or just flipped it to somebody else, I would have won. I got beat by four points.
1: Oh, four points! That hurts.
0: <sighs> that does. So anyway, hurt. I lost in that one. Uh, picked up a big win in uh, another league. Knocked off the number one seed. I was the five with you know record wise. So that was cool, and then. Um the other league I think I think that's still going on. I got some guys playing tonight yet, but uh I should win that one too. So two and one for me. Gotcha. Well four points my, away from being three and oh.
1: My my uh, fantasy team well my teams went three and one. My Bears pff, offense looked way better yesterday with Justin Fields. I think they opened him up a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to score in the red zone. You had you, We kicked four field goals in the red zone, so got to get that fixed. Didn't have David Montgomery either, but Saquon looks back looks like old Saquon again.
0: Yeah, just pray he can stay healthy. Yes,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: I'm a big Saquon fan. I don't know about you.
1: I, I, I do like Saquon. He, he scared me when he played Penn State, though, when they came into Columbus, Ohio at one Halloween night. Oh, and he took the
0: opening kick back for a touchdown?
1: Took the opening kickback and then the next time he had the ball, it takes a it takes a screen pass for I think fifty-five <laughs> yards.
0: Yeah. I was at that game. <laughs> that,
1: a, that that was a whole time classic.
0: That was a great comeback. Buckeyes win that one, but yeah, they had me sweating.
1: Yeah, so Saquon, big Saquon fan. Um any other surprise your Cardinals win.
0: Cardinals win on the road. I didn't really I, you know, I kind of expected that. Um I tell you what, though, I'm getting really ticked off at Cliff Kingsbury here. Um, Kyler Murray, you know, everybody knows, and I know it's week four and they're trying to make him last the whole season, but the first half of every game so far, it's like he holds him back and I don't know if it's Kyler doing it or if it's Cliff doing it, but they hold him back, and they don't <laughs> let him really use his legs, and, the, and the, the offense is just really awful, to tell you the truth. I mean, the O-line is banged up. You can't get a running game going until Kyler starts running around to, you know, with his feet. So the second half, they come out, and they let him play a little more loose and free, and you've seen two wins come out of it, you know. So it's just like, man – Cut him loose just a little bit in the first half, and maybe you're not playing from behind all the
1: time. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see what they're doing though. I
0: I do too, but gosh darn it. Do you want to win or you want to keep losing? Now they're two and two, and their two losses are to Kansas City and the LA Rams. So, you know, I'm not real upset, but it's just like, man, let him play a little bit.
1: You know what, after this weekend, I want to put to rest, you know, people talking about who the best quarterback in the league is. Let's put to rest Patty Mahomes is still that guy. We keep trying to find a guy to overtake him. Patty Mahomes is still that guy.
0: Yeah, um, I would agree because just he's the a, performance he put on last night. He's a wizard. Yeah, he is. And, uh, you know, Josh Allen closed second, I think. But um, the last couple weeks, you know, just yeah, – to me, if you compare the first four games. To the first four games. It's still Pat kind Mahomes. Of, I agree with 100 percent there.
1: And who would have thought the only uh, only undefeated team in the NFL this year would be the Philadelphia Eagles? Not me. Not me either. They're, they're looking.
0: Miserable. I mean, that division's looking like they're the best division in football.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the AFC South still sucks. That's. Yeah. The-
0: the AFC South is awful. It is awful. But anyway, yeah. So my Cardinals win, your Bears lose. Um, Patty looked good last night. Um, Josh Allen did enough to get the job done, in, in Baltimore, that Baltimore defense is rotten.
1: That, that that's what's take. That's what's uh, surprising me is uh, that that's John Harbaugh's mo. I mean,
0: yeah. I heard last night that they're giving up thirty-two points a game. That's bad. That's not that's not Baltimore Raven football.
1: No, and uh, I going back on stats. The Detroit Lions have scored the most points of football, and they're one and three.
0: Didn't see that. They're
1: Didn't one see. and three. They're I know thirty-five points a game. <laughs> I think they're giving up like thirty-five point three points a game. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, between them and the Ravens, I can't figure out who's playing the worst right now defensively. But, man, if you got any of them Lions players on your fantasy, look out.
1: Now, I mean, they're putting up numbers.
0: <laughs> you ain't a kid. Yeah. So. All right, well,
1: I'm about I, I, that. I do want to bring something up. Yeah, Real- go ahead. Uh, so, last night. I'm sure you heard the news. Paul Christ is out. As, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how we forgot that. Yeah, we forgot about that. Paul Christ is out as Wisconsin's head uh, football coach. And Jim, uh, I joke about it. I say Jim Leonard takes over. But Jim Leonard, <laughs> uh, Jim, Jim Leonard takes over. And, um, man, I I don't see the need for it this early. And I, I don't see it after looking at what Paul Christ has done over the years at uh, Wisconsin. He just run by through his numbers in his uh, eight seasons. First season went 10-3, second 11-3 division champion, third 13-1 division champion, 8-5, 10-4 division champion. Then you have that COVID year. I, I'm not counting that year. But then went 9-4 last year. And, no, by the way, his bowl record six and one Wow. And you know what? This, this is really – Unless you're hiring Brett Bielma back, who just went into Madtown and you know, <laughs> took it to you. But unless you're hiring Brett Bielma, I don't see the reason for it. And this is really starting to feel like what Nebraska did when they fired Bo Polina. Bo Polini was a guy that would get you nine wins a year. All right. Quit or trying more. To be, or more. And yeah. you quit trying to be Ohio State. Quit trying to, you're not, you're, you're, you're Winning ten games a year at Nebraska and Wisconsin are just fine. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in, you sprinkle in a thirteen and one year like he did. He lost to Ohio State in the Big Ten championship. Yeah, that was it.
0: Well, here, here's the thing, man. I'm not saying they can't ever win it, or they can't ever. You know, they were competing just fine. Heck, they played Ohio State a couple times as the Big Ten championship game, yeah. um, as you just mentioned. But. Uh, think about this. If you're a recruit, and I've got Ohio State, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, and let's throw in—I don't know—Alabama. Let's just say, yeah. Let's throw in Clemson. Are you really going to Wisconsin? Exactly. I mean,
1: jump around's cool. It's not that cool, people.
0: Yeah. Are you really going to Nebraska, no. and so it's gonna take a guy that's that can take you know guys that aren't four and five star recruits, you know a bunch of them and just say, "Hey, here's what we're gonna do, and this is what this is gonna be the outcome and I think until then, you know they're gonna to have to just be okay with. Nine, ten, eleven wins a year.
1: Winning the Big Ten West, go to the Rose Bowl. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I mean, you guys have been doing that for so long. And if you're, it, I, that would be crazy if Brett Bilma does go back there though. But uh, that'd be mm-hmm. nuts. But the name I keep hearing, in the Nebraska program, along with the Wisconsin program, is uh, Lance Leipold. You know, Kansas Kansas mm-hmm. Jayhawks head coach. Now, what's the difference? You know, if I'm him thinking about this. Yeah, Wisconsin. You, I mean, I'm sure you can get more recruits there. But uh, what's the difference? I mean, you're in the Midwest. What's the difference between Kansas or Nebraska? Yeah. Nebraska's in a tougher conference. What's the difference between Wisconsin or Kansas? Looking at it, Wisconsin's in a tougher conference. Why, yeah. why can't I... Why, let me stay down here and compete for a conference title, at least. I don't have to run through. So... I don't know what their end game is. I don't know who they think they're going to get. But I don't think you're going to get anybody better, significantly better than Paul Christ.
0: I really don't understand why these guys, if they're, you know, you talk about Nebraska and Wisconsin. If you're so quick to fire your coach in the middle of the year, not even the middle of the year, the beginning of the year, then, like, what you're saying, you know, exactly what you're saying, like, what is your backup plan? What is your plan now? Just have Jim Leonard do it and have him get you through the year. I mean, do you really have any plan of him taking over as head coach? Because I wouldn't think so. And that's so so if you're not, then number one, why do it? Number two, I really don't understand this call Herm Edwards. Like, you're big on the Herm train.
1: You're big on
0: it. I am huge on the Herm train that dude was at Arizona state and those dudes couldn't walk and chew gum for the longest time. And he comes and I'm not saying they were just juggernauts, but man, he put an impression on that program. And if anybody wants to come at me about that, then go ahead. But, uh, I mean, I think that's the guy you call right now. If, if you're looking to do anything, and then, you know, on the other hand, if you're just you're basically you're basically telling your team, listen, we don't believe in you, we don't believe in this guy, so we're just gonna can him right now, and you guys just hang out with Jim Leonard and the rest of the staff. Like, what? What are we
1: doing? Especially Nebraska, um, they fired. I mean, Scott Frost was on the hot seat from the get go this year, so that that made no sense mm-hmm. really to me. Um, bringing him back. I mean, if you're going to fire him that quick, um, I, th- I, that's a, I don't agree with the firing in season. Now I do believe there's going to be some good names. Now, if you're in Nebraska or Wisconsin, you can get, you know, Herm Edwards, or I truly believe, you know, Nick Saban's good at resurrecting coaching careers. Look at Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah. Um, Bill O'Brien's one in the big 10. Mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien's down there or, you know, Matt Rule. Matt Rule is going to be out of a job here in Carolina. You sooner, think so? sooner rather than later.
0: You think it happens this year?
1: Yeah, I think it happens in the middle of the year. Okay. And uh, I think Matt Rule's gone. So I think you got to give Matt Rule a call. So if 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 you're in Nebraska or Wisconsin, where do you go from here? You go. Uh, you go the Kansas coach. You go, Matt Campbell. You go. You try to call Luke Fickle. He's not answered. <laughs> I'm just saying. You try to get a Midwestern guy like that, or then uh, you call Bill O'Brien, who's won in the Big Ten for that couple of years, and then or you get Matt Rule out of the NFL. Yeah. So there, there. I mean, there are places you can go. I just no, there. I
0: just, are. There are options. I'm not going to dispute you on that. There are options. But I just my, don't, whole, I just don't my, think my whole point is I don't understand this five weeks in. What yeah, are especially we doing?
1: with Wisconsin, that just creates turmoil. That whole Big Ten West. there's like five teams that are one and one. You're 0-2. Yeah. You're not behind the eight ball that far. No. No. I mean, your, your goals at Wisconsin are still there, which is to, you know, win the Big Ten West. That, 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 that's been okay with you for many years. Mm-hmm. So, I don't uh, get it. I don't get it. That creates turmoil. I mean, that, 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 this just shows why I'm so thankful to be a Ohio State fan because I can uh, complain about, you know, throwing the ball on the one-yard line when we're up 39 or something. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just it brings you back to reality. Like, whew, man, I got it good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, could have it way worse.
1: Yeah, it could be way worse.
0: So. Well, yeah, that's that. That's my little. I just, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. And then, you know, going back to the Arizona State thing, they didn't even wait till Herm was off the field. They're telling the dude on the field. Did you see that video? Yeah,
1: that that was very disrespectful.
0: That's awful. That's terrible. I mean, let's think about this for a second. At the end of the day, you and I could sit back and we could complain and and talk about this guy, that guy. Okay these people are human beings. These guys are human beings. And I know Herms is a little older. He, he doesn't have young kids or anything. But you're uprooting. I mean, you're throwing a whole wrinkle into a guy's life. Mm-hmm. And it's not just him. It's everybody. It's everybody. Where I mean, where does Paul Chris go from here?
1: Yeah, that, that's the thing is, you know, you have to show respect to, to a coach that, you know, has done – you know, great things for your program. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so.
0: And the NFL is different. The NFL is di- that is a true business. You know what you're signing up for. But yes. I feel like I feel like this NFL stuff has trickled into college football, as far as you know, letting a guy go four or five weeks in, with no really backup plan. No, like I just I don't I don't understand it. I don't get it.
1: In the NFL, there's always these hot new uh, offensive coordinators that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yep, that you they, they
0: could really. that you could say, "Hey, let's give this guy a shot." Right. Literally, you cannot tell me that that you're looking to keep Jim Leonard as your head coach. And if you are, nothing against this guy, but you didn't upgrade at all. No. Did not upgrade at all, and that's my only point on that. We can we can sit here and I can. Reiterate that all night, but man, it frustrates me. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. I, I kind of forgot all about that.
1: Yeah, I, I just want <clears throat> to, I just don't know what Wisconsin's end goal is, and we're going to be very curious.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else that you want to talk about tonight?
1: Nope. Well, the Reds are currently up three to nothing right now in the top of the ninth. So hopefully they can find a way to blow it because I uh, guess what? We're at ninety nine. We need one more to get to hundred. Right. We need one more to get to hundred. Hmm. How Corey many text many... texted me and said it's gonna happen tomorrow.
0: Gonna happen tomorrow. Well, we will stay tuned for sure. Um Judge still chasing sixty two. Um at this juncture. So, yep. you, think so you, you think he's getting it?
1: No, pitchers are too scared.
0: <sighs> Tell you what, I watched all weekend. Every time he's came to the plate and I've watched most games. Oh my gosh, he's he's missed just a very few that he's fouled off, but man, they are not helping him out in it.
1: No. But why would you? Why would you? Because So, you, so your video so you're back your name can be on the back of a highlight reel that's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Told you that. But, uh, no. Yep. Yeah, at
0: this juncture, we're still chasing 62, and I just don't know. We got uh, uh, doubleheadered, I believe, and then finish up on Wednesday. So, man, he's running out of time here. Just like a week or so, a week or two ago, maybe they were projecting they like he was going to end with like 65. Yeah. And now it's like, here we are. He's still struggling to get to 62. So, but again, I, you know, I've been kind of watching again. I'm, I'm ready for playoff baseball, postseason baseball for sure. But uh, I know you're not.
1: No, I'm not. I could care less. That's just going to take place on my Tuesday and Wednesday when nothing's on. So. When nothing
0: else is on. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds good. Uh, uh, anything else before we jump off here?
1: Uh, no, just final shout-outs. Go ahead. I, I missed uh, – Grand turned 90 yesterday. Yeah, you were I, ahead a couple I, years. Yeah, I was ahead a couple years. <laughs> Sorry, Grand, but happy 90th birthday to Grand. And uh, my Aunt Becky's birthday is today, so happy birthday to her. Okay. Um, and, uh, yep, so th- those are my shout-outs. Tell you what, I don't
0: know that I really have any. Um, and I can't really think of one here locally. I'm, so I'm going to shout-out. Oh, here, here's another thing I'm going to bring up. I was going to touch base with her, but I didn't. I haven't yet. Um, I saw she posted a video, but Brittany Jenkins that made our logo, of Brit's fits Fitz, um, down there in Florida, she's, you know, dodging. You know, last week was dodging hurricane. I think um, everything's okay, like as far as her business and everything. Um, Might have slowed down a little bit of production for her, but, uh, yeah, I, sounds like everything's good, and, and those folks got through that. So. And, you know, there are, there are people that weren't as fortunate. So uh, obviously a lot of damage and uh, that's going to take some time to, to get people back up. On their feet. But, uh, but I guess lots of prayers go out to all those people. That's that'll be my shout out for the night. righty. So, but I, last I heard, I think she, Brittany's doing okay. So and I don't, there's, there's about, you know, all of us probably know somebody down there in Florida somewhere. So, um, you know, some it's just it's a sad a situation. Nothing you can control, but you know, I sh- it sure would be something to have to start all over. You know, tough. It would be. So again, just thoughts and prayers to those people, and and good word there. So that's my shout out. Um, that's it, man. We'll uh, see you again Wednesday evening. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. And see if we can get Rob on with us.
1: Yeah, let's get the neuter on.
0: <laughs> I'm ready to roll. That should be fun. I can't wait. All right. Well, you hold her down and uh, talk to you again Wednesday.
1: Sounds like you're playing good talk to you, man.
0: Yep. This has been another episode of Across the Field. Peace out.